You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. He's got it! Oh, baby! Every week, Travis Kura. That's Grey Cup B, which is a different person. And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Oh, nearly intercepted it is! And it's over! Ready, set, hunt! And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. It's Travis Curra and Brazilian Thai wishing you a very happy new year. Uh, it sounds silly to start with uh, some silliness like we usually do, but man, we're recording this about 20 minutes after it was made official that the Bills and Bengals Monday Night Football game was postponed. A serious incident on the field, Damar Hamlin has been transported to hospital after collapsing after what looked like an innocent tackle. It appears that he's been intubated and is in critical condition. Man, everybody involved in this, uh, the broadcasters that had to stay on the air, I mean, man, what a crazy situation. Most importantly, we hope that he's going to be okay. And there might be, you know, an update by the time you hear this, but what a Terrible scene in uh, Cincinnati, Ty. It, I turned it on just as they were showing the replay. The ambulance wasn't out there yet. Nothing was out there. Uh, well, I shouldn't say nothing. The paramedics in the backboard and mm-hmm. everything. Uh, and then the situation went from bad to worse. Um, you know, I don't envy the broadcasters. Uh, the amount of times they cut back to the studio to say the same stuff over I and know. over again. They didn't want to be there. Uh, the NFL looks like, well, I'm going to blame Roger Goodell because he's the one that works for the owners and he's the face of the league. He looked like a real asshole tonight. Um, yeah, and he they had, gave the players, what, five minutes five to warm minutes, up and the coaches and, said And the coaches oh, said no. Um, you know, this is one of those instances. And, you know, we've said it before. You know, there is life after football and life is bigger than football. Uh, this is one of those things where it's more true than it's ever been. Yeah, uh, it's disturbing. Is, it was yeah. it was shocking. Like I'm still a little shook up, and I wasn't even there. Like just seeing it on TV, um, you know, going from the emotional high of the Bedard goal I to know. watching a guy get CPR in the field and being hauled off in an ambulance. It, it was a complete roller coaster night. It felt so weird. Thousands of fans. Uh, Probably had no idea what was happening in Halifax, standing up, proudly singing O Canada, and then not so far away in Cincinnati, on the other channel for us at home, that was unfolding. Man, what a tough situation. We we hope he's okay. We're really hoping for the best in this situation. This episode of 2NL brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. So if you choose Park Power, you're choosing a positive local business. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kozowski, and we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's a great fit. 
Learn more at parkpower.ca. Now, Ty, I want to ask you, uh, I guess over the Christmas holidays, you contracted some sort of flu. It's been kind of kicking your keister a little bit. Oh, man. Now, I just saw you take a sip at the Coke. How did that one taste? Four and a half out of ten. Is it? I've had some pretty mediocre batches of of Coke sometimes, so yeah. I wonder if that's what it is, or do you think there's been a change in you? God, I hope it's just a bad batch. <laughs> but so, so yeah, Monday was hell. Monday into Tuesday was hell. Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got home, was fine. Thought I had food poisoning from the Viking Burger King. Is that where you want to get your Burger King was from a gas station in central Alberta. Oh, that Viking, like that BK, they must serve about three Whoppers a day. I feel like you're you're rolling the dice, brother. <laughs> um, sat down for supper at our buddy's parents and just instantly started sweating. The fever. And, and had like, you know, I ate the bun. Went downstairs, dealt with business, came back upstairs. I'm like, I got to go. Figured, and I'm like, oh, it's just my gallbladder or food poisoning. Now, like, that short interaction, did you give it to them? <laughs> so then you're like, hey, food poisoning's not contagious unless yeah. you're all eating the same thing. No, it's not even that. So then I go to leave. Maverick's got to come say goodbye, our buddy's kid. And I'm like, I'm not going to make it home. Uh-oh. So it was boots off, keys on the <laughs> floor downstairs again panic <laughs> yeah, oh complete panic get home barely but this goes on till 4 30 in the morning get a text from my cousin's girlfriend tuesday at like noon hey did you get sick because everyone like that my cousin's wife in stetler lied said everybody wasn't sick Ooh. little did we know the oldest kid went to bed at 6 30 on friday he's been puking all day Ooh. Gave the flu to everybody. Everybody got sick. That was there. There were 17 of us. Did you lose weight, though? I found it again. It's fine. Oh, you found it. Okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, when I was I was so close to being like, oh, New Year's. I'm going to start off with losing weight. Nah, I put a bag on. So when I got COVID and I completely lost my taste and smell, I'll never forget the first Coke I had and how bad it was. Yep. And I always look forward to camping. Like, I know people like to go camping and get loaded and stuff, but I just crush Cokes. Like, out of the bottom of the You're cooler. like me in camp. Yeah. <laughs> a June Coke? Oh, boy. I love it. Yeah. yeah my boss always, oh, we should go for beer. I'm like, I'll drink eight <laughs> Cokes in the office with you. I was panicking, but that ended up coming back. I remember how bad the first fried chicken I had was. But that ended up coming back, thankfully. So at least I'm here uh, still no, enjoying. And, and uh, so Kendall's family, except for him, because it's year end, we're going to his grandma's farm for New Year's. Not everybody could go. But the kid, his wife and kids left, so we were able to hang out with him. feeling better. <laughs> so it was a net positive. Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> Look, we don't have all that much CFL news to talk about other than the early contender for the Twitter troll job of the year. <laughs> now, now, now I know some people knew that Rourke cannot sign with an NFL team mm-hmm. until six days from now, Monday. <laughs> so they knew it wasn't an announcement of his future in the national football league. 
But Ty, I feel like you got something to say here. Like, is he making the right decision by getting engaged at this young age? What if she had said no? <laughs> I feel like he already was engaged. That, like, that's a very that's calling your also, shot. Also, if you're get, also if you're getting engaged on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, it's not going to last. <laughs> Just go drink your pipe, pumpkin spice lattes and be basic somewhere else. I don't want to hear it. Now, I, I, I would like to think that 99% of guys that pop the question... Already know the answer. They have to. And the girls that say no is because you've embarrassed them at a sporting event or they're plants. <laughs> like... Like oh. not house plant, but like planted in the crowd. <laughs> my, my wife and I's wedding date was set before the official engagement. So if she said no, that would have went horribly wrong. Yeah, seven people knew about the wedding. <laughs> yeah, seven people. <laughs> Man, I'd still be paying that thing off unless uh, if you had things the way you wanted. Not if you had a cash bar. <laughs> hey, that's true. You would have been okay with that? I would have paid for your wedding. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I could have took advantage of that. Yeah. Uh, but congratulations to Nathan Rourke on the engagement. And I guess we'll have to wait just a little bit longer to see where his football future <laughs> is headed this year. All I can year. think about when somebody says they get engaged is that Sam Kinison skit. <laughs> <laughs> I've been no. married. Hell would be Club Med. <laughs> Did, did you get your last-minute Christmas gift from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Ty? <laughs> Mick Marshall is staying in green and white. <laughs> I'd love to say that I didn't get anything I didn't want, I didn't like <laughs> this year. I got screwed over in our dice game in Settler. I got a fancy new Bluetooth toothbrush Christmas, which is pretty sweet, minus all the bleeding. <laughs> Like, did the writers keep the receipt? <laughs> I don't know if they could take him back, man. Yeah. I don't know if they could do that. Uh, Ottawa extending Cleon Lang for two years, and we learned that Touchdown Atlantic will once again be happening, and it will be a Ryder and Argo game again in 2023. Um, <laughs> the Argos must be the official team of the Maritimes right now until the Schooners come into play. I I just, I just look at these numbers and know they're inflated because people the are traveling there. So it's not as good as it looks. I I do heavily believe that uh, enthusiasm is contagious. So if they are bringing in uh, fans that are going to put up a great atmosphere in this community, yeah. I think that is that's big. Like if uh, and I, I'm not going to say I feel like if they put. Hamilton there or Winnipeg there. I think those fans would travel well. Mm -hmm. um, but, and I don't want to crap on Edmonton and Ottawa. I'm only pointing them out well, right now. Well, at least now. they'd be away games. <laughs> That's why I'm just pointing them out right now. The struggles winning at home and I, I guess just the struggles in general over the past couple seasons. Maybe you don't see as good of a show from, yeah. uh, from those teams. But uh, hopefully the Riders and the Argos, hey, defending Grey Cup champs. And it was a great – the reviews of it all seemed great last year. So hopefully they have a great show in the Maritimes again and just continue that enthusiasm and continue to, to spread this thing from the ground up. I now, mean, I, I don't think we're close. 
Yeah, probably not. I, I, think, I don't. I think we're further than we were before the announcement of this. Yeah, but COVID just demolished that demolished whole thing. Um, I will say though that even if we're 15 years away or 20 years away, having a game there every year is not a bad yeah, thing. I love it. As long, it it's not going to make or break the league financially. Actually, like yeah. a lot of like this league isn't making. Mm-hmm. So for them to do this, it helps grow the game. Maybe you get a couple more new fans. You know, it's, it's tough when there's no team out there and with an extra hour. Yeah. The Atlantic makes it really tough, but uh, just just the eyes on the product is never a bad thing. I would like the tenth team to come into play for a lot of reasons. The uh, five games a week uh, that would make scheduling probably infinitely easier. Uh, maybe I, a little, maybe a little TV competition. Yeah. I don't like the idea of a traveling temporary stadium thing, though. I, I think they totally need a permanent home. There's no, ah, we'll play in a temporary place in Moncton or wherever and just figure it out as we go along. I think there has to be a plan. Yeah. If it's, you know, three, four years, whatever, but there's got to be a plan. Yeah. And it can't yeah. be three or four years in. We've run out of money. We can't build this stadium. This yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that, I think that would be even worse. Yeah. That would uh, be the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. Now, there's not that much news to talk about right now. I thought it'd be fun to go through each team and make some New Year's resolutions for them. The funny thing is, I came up with this idea for the show and that I go on CFL.ca Monday morning. And they did it. And Pat Steinberg did it. (laughs) But I'm going to guess that a lot of my resolutions are different from uh, the ones published on the league's official website. Uh, (laughs) Well, we're we're not in the pocket, but we can... Uh, the BC Lions, I say you got to improve special teams in 2023, mm-hmm. whether it's coverage or uh, the return game itself. Uh, yep. Just ask Janarian Grant of Winnipeg, who torched BC, if I remember correctly, three times for touchdowns mm-hmm. in 2022. I believe it was three times, yes. The Lions going to want to figure that part of their game out quickly this yeah. year. And that'll make the other parts easier if you're not giving up short fields or, and, you know, if you can pin them deep uh, and uh, you know, make make stops and get a punt, you're going to help improve your offensive field position on the next drive as well. Well, and the great Nathan Rourke, he uh, covered up those uh, yeah. problems early in the year because it didn't matter if he had a 90-yard field. He was erasing that field position yeah. deficit and marching all the way down the field. So that being said, the BC Lions need to lock down their quarterback early on in 2023. Yeah, like they have them signed. They just need to decide who's, who it's going to be. Is it going to be Cody Fajardo? Is it going to be... <laughs> <laughs> Vernon Adams Jr. Will it be the great Nathan Rourke? We cannot. Uh, I'm I'm officially saying we can't talk about it without saying the great beforehand. <laughs> no, I, like right now, it's Vernon Adams. Yeah, I think that's probably what we have to assume. Yeah. Um, if you're going to go out and pay for a quarterback now with the Burnham money off the books and stuff, you're not paying for Cody Fajardo. And if you are, you should probably be fired as a GM. <laughs> are they going to want more experience in the receiving core? 
now that Burnham is hanging up the cleats. I, I, I think that's going to be a hole they need to fill. And I don't think it needs to be like a huge prolific kind of, you know, a guy that's going to be a 1,300-yard receiver or 1,000-yard receiver kind of thing. needs to be a guy who's going to show up every week. You know, he can be that third, fourth, fifth option, veteran presence, and help. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, not like Lucky, it's not like Lucky Whitehead's been around for years. Dom Rimes is, is, is a vet. I would consider Dom Rimes to be a veteran now. But, I mean, guys like that, they just, they just get it done. Now, Geno Lewis could be available. Kenny yeah. the King Lawler could be available. At a better be a pay cut. Yeah, and Duke Williams could be available. Now, I don't know if these I guys... I wouldn't be bringing... Like, I'm sorry, but if I'm a GM, I want nothing to do with Duke Williams. <laughs> Especially at the cost that he yeah. uh, cost Saskatchewan last year. Yeah, and not it, e- not even the price tag was the cost. Like oh. the cost on the field and his attitude. And I just don't want that around my team. Yeah, we'll we'll see where his future is in 2023. As for the Calgary Stampeders, their resolution I have is more rabbits. <laughs> and Target. the rabbits and the rabbits will take care of themselves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you, did you ever watch Fantasia 2000? Oh, years ago. Yeah, like I watched it in IMAX yeah. when it first came out. Yeah. And like Donald Duck was Noah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. All the animals are coming off the ark and then there's like 30 rabbits and he just starts losing his mind. They weren't, they weren't supposed to bang before they got off the boat. Uh, their next resolution is beat Winnipeg. Um, that, yeah. <laughs> Now, last year, I know that they, they had some close games. Uh, Kamar Jordan with the, the would have been the game-tying catch, I believe, uh, bouncing off of his arm as he landed. The fact that it was picked was just insult to injury. Yeah, yeah. So they need to beat Winnipeg, and they should probably not go offside in short yardage, which uh, happened in that playoff game against the BC Lions. But... <laughs> The Calgary Stampeders, I know that uh, John Huffnagel has stepped down as the general manager. He's there as the president. He's probably helping out Dave Dickinson with the GM duties in his first season as the general manager. They do have still a very young core. And after all these years of competing, they've found ways to move veterans along and keep young guys coming up. They still have a very young core that are going to be good for that team in 2023 mm-hmm. and beyond. And it starts at quarterback with Jake Mayer. Well, and that's a huge piece when you don't have to pay. Yeah. You know, the four or five, six hundred thousand dollars to to have to have a starting quarterback that is you football games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that allows you to add in other areas. And like you said, it just seems to be a steady pipeline. They know what they're doing. They know, they know what they're looking for. It's not just taking that best player available. Football has changed. You're not, you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You have to draft by position. You have to draft by need. They, and in those positions, they know the exact guys they want and, and what those players have to have. You know, attributes, physicality, physical, like height, weight, speed, all that stuff. They know what they want. They have a mold. And if you don't fit it, you're not going to Calgary. They're not just signing guys for the sake of signing guys. They're not just drafting guys 
for the sake of drafting guys. They're they're winning football games because of what they're doing. It's not in spite of. Um, looking at the ages of these players and feeling old, oh. Ty. Uh, Titus Wall had a great first season in red and white. He's 23 years old. <laughs> Connor Bedard, 17. Like, don't. <laughs> Jalen Philpot, uh, the Canadian, yeah. last year, he's only 22. Peyton Logan is 24. Malik Henry. I was going to say get to the receivers. because He's 25. Jake Mayer is 25. Yeah. The D lineman Isaac Adiemi Berland. He is Berglund. Is he's twenty six? Uh, Luther Hakunavanu is twenty six, and I know that they also had contributions from veterans like Sean Lemon and Derek Dennis, who played great yep. in twenty twenty two as well. But just that core is still Mike can Rose we, is only 30. I mean, can we talk about how Derek Dennis would be at 100 games if it wasn't for the lost Edmonton season? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and we'll see where he's going to end up in 2023. Tough injury at the end of the year yeah. there. He was playing great football. Could he was he was playing up there. He was the most outstanding offensive lineman nominee for the Stampeders. Yep. As well, let's go up the QE2 and make some resolutions for the Edmonton Oof. Elks. This is easy. Really? Win a home easy. game? Win a home <laughs> game. 16 home losses in a row. <laughs> I just I just read the net. Oh, man. Just brutal. And now that they've guaranteed that they're going to win a home game, there's a little bit more skin in that game, Ty. Yeah, that... That's like me at the golf course. I'm like this tenth or eleventh hole playing a scramble, and we're up by like three poles. I'm like, "There's no way we're going to lose this one." And then all of a sudden, I'm black out on the seventeenth hole because we've <laughs> lost six straight holes. It's like, what just happened? Now, I tried to find the real stat for this next resolution, but I couldn't find it. So I just said the Elks need to dress less than four hundred players in 2023. <laughs> now you know what I have to do after we're done here. You're gonna to look to see how many. I'm going through all. I'm going through all the game sheets. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm make an Excel sheet, and I'm gonna be a loser for three hours. I'm gonna get nothing done around the house. Now let's look at the Edmonton defensive stats, and a lot of this is probably you, due to the I don't great think you, Nathan they, Rourke. <laughs> they didn't even keep defensive stats. I think they kept offensive stats. <laughs> so. They need to give up less than, uh, I think they averaged 33 points against. And that was by far the worst mark in the league. They gave up the most rush yards per game. They gave up the most rushing TDs. They gave up the most passing TDs. Starting to sound like the Jays bullpen. (laughs) Man, they had a rough year on defense. The highest completion percentage against uh, well, when you have Aaron Grimes and Duran Carter in your backfield, <laughs> in your defensive backfield, I don't know what you expected. <laughs> so, <laughs> a lot is going to do with the defense. Uh, you know, Chris Jones. They got the right guy there for it. The defensive guy, and I, I believe on their last game of the season, 21 or 22 players was their first or second year in the CFL. Mm-hmm. They'll have more experience going into 2023, and I'm sure they'll be trending in the right direction. 
As for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, resolution number one, give up less than 70 sacks. Yeah. I wanted to come up with a resolution for on the football field because off the football field, there's a lot of resolutions that the Rough Riders need to make. Um, it just seemed like every single problem they were having last year, a lot of it, a lot of it was self-inflicted. And a lot of it became worse because of what they were saying or, or quite frankly, not saying. Or just, doing or not doing. And take the amount of time it took to come to those decisions and, and the amount of time it took to say something that ended up inevitably being the wrong thing. The fact that it took two days for uh, Dickinson to say what he said about Marino and all that stuff. It's like, and then he comes out in the last week of the season and says, the Fajardo ah, stuff, like Fajardo, the benching isn't performance based. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, this was, they just kept digging, and they, they had the shovel out, huh. and they were just digging deeper huh. and deeper all Dig year up, long. Stupid. <laughs> Winnipeg's resolution has to be improve the kicking game. Yep. Uh, the missed field goal cost them the Montreal game. And look, we look back, and it is sexy to say that, you know what? There were two block kicks at the end of the Grey Cup, but that last one, from Legio. If he doesn't, if, 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 if it's if not it blocked, it's not made. No, it looked because like it that. was kicked so poorly. It was kicked like I would have kicked it. It was really easy to block. <laughs> it looked like it was probably going to go out of bounds at the 10. Like, yeah, it wasn't even going to be a rouge. <laughs> so, O'Shea is, he's been almost so, I, I don't know what bomber fans think, but he can be. He's such a player guy. He doesn't want to throw them under the bus. I get it. But it almost comes off his stubbornness. Like, no, nah, we're going to go. This is our guy. This is our kicker. Yeah, you that know? Old, yeah well, I wouldn't know anything about being stubborn. <laughs> of course he wouldn't. But, yeah, okay. <laughs> a little pot meat kettle. I was going to say, I can't say anything either. <laughs> we're both Ukrainian. Um, at some point, though, it has to, like, just inside of him, you can only hold that back for so long until he's like, our kicker is costing us games. And it, it's going to happen not behind closed doors and not in the dressing room. It's going to happen in front of a microphone. And here's the thing. You, the 55-yarder, he kicks Labor Day at Mosaic Stadium. Like, so I can understand how if you feel like the coach believes in you, it's got to be a great feeling as a player, and he's probably O'Shea's probably doing mm -hmm. the right thing. But in 2021, they brought in Sergio Castillo, and he kicked five field goals in the Grey Cup. Now, I don't think kicking really cost them this Grey Cup in no. Regina, but it, <laughs> there's not very many weaknesses in Winnipeg's game. This just happens to be one of them. Yeah, and so like. Yeah, that that's the thing. That is the weakness right now is yeah. their field goal kicking. Yeah. If that's what we're going to pick on, when you look at the numbers and Legio had to be middle of the pack at, at best. Yeah. But, I mean, he wasn't eighth and ninth. That's true. Right? If you're if you're average and that's your biggest flaw, mm -hmm. welcome to my life. <laughs> 
<laughs> average at best. Average at best. No, let's give me the name of my autobiography. <laughs> Winnipeg uh, gave up the least rushing TDs. They uh, they gave up. They had the second best average against the rush. I mean, the, their pass defense was actually tied for first, the exact yeah. same amount of yards as as BC. Uh, but one of the stats that really surprised me is the lack of sacks that Winnipeg got from their defensive line. I think that's the Drake Nevis effect. Yeah. They had 36 sacks. The That's eighth in the CFL. And now it, they don't track pressures anymore. So, yeah. So, that's right. They could have more pressures. Uh, they, they probably moved up the rankings a little bit there. But they only had one more sack than Edmonton, which was the ninth place team. But we, we like to talk, and I know Jackson Jeffcoat missed uh, some games here and there. We like to talk about Willie Jefferson. But the sack numbers, they were 20 less than the leaders in the Calgary Stampeders. I think the Stampeders is a unit on that defensive front. They would just work so well together. Yeah. And not saying that Winnipeg doesn't, but you take Drake Nevis out of that equation, and that's a pretty big loss because he attracts so many double teams in the middle or on the inside where Jefferson or Jeff, Jeffcoat are going to have a one-on-one. And, I mean, what 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 would Willie Jefferson's one-on-one percentage be? Yeah, he brings like, a lot more than just pressure. You're playing so. with fire. Yeah, yeah. He, and if you only got one guy on him, you can get a hand up, knock down a pass. He can – and, like, he, not even not even getting pressure on the quarterback because he's such a big body and he's got such a w- large – wingspan that it feels like there's pressure there when he's not anywhere close to you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and that takes away that passing lane which also can open up you know stuff on the other side for jeff coat and disrupt passing plays and stuff like that where a quarterback has to look somewhere else so i mean the yeah the sack numbers are down but i think the defensive scheme or whatever still kind of works mm-hmm. but yeah i think the sacks would be there if they had a guy like nevis in the middle to attract those double teams because I think pick one, one guy, you you technically could double team both if you wanted and just hope they don't blitz. But Hamilton's um, <laughs> resolution here, mm. I, I, I'm going to say run the ball. Now it it improved as the season went on. Once they got Wes Hills in there, mm-hmm. but there were so many frustrating times when they had Dane Evans with 50 pass attempts when he really didn't have to have. And eight rushing attempts for 13 yards. Yeah. And, well, we can't get the – couldn't establish the run. Couldn't get, it's like, well, yeah, when you give it to him eight times, mm-hmm. how are you supposed to establish anything? Just so, so, in, so frustrating. They also turned the ball over at an alarming rate. <laughs> like <laughs> – they had the worst turnover ratio in the CFL. That needs to be fixed. So the their big resolution has to be Oboe Juan Kenobi. <laughs> Hamilton's only hope. Yeah. I, should I have went Oboe or Obibo or just left it? Probably think, just left I it. I don't know what you should have done there. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I wonder if the, the temperature how, how, do you not, you, how do you not work in a bow leave? There we go. There we go. That's better. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I wonder if the temperature in Hamilton continues to rise and the, the, the collar continues to tighten a little bit as the days go on and the contract isn't signed by number 19. Wow. I I think he's honestly waiting because if McLeod Bethel Thompson, like he knows, why not wait to see if there's a bidding war? <laughs> Just leverage it for yourself, man. Yep. And that has to be one of Toronto's resolutions. They need to figure out what's going to happen at quarterback. And I know there's always hype for the next big thing in the CFL. And right now it seems like that one might just be uh, Chad Kelly. (laughs) Because, you know, he comes in in the fourth quarter of the Grey Cup, and I know he had the big 20-yard run that was massive uh, for yards and a massive Uh conversion. But... How many pass attempts did we see from Chad Kelly? He managed to win the Grey Cup. Let's 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 say that. <laughs> but being able to come off the bench cold with not really all that much meaningful playtime during the regular season yeah. is impressive. So that is impressive. But if McLeod Bethel Thompson's going to is be he gone, able, is he able to throw the ball thirty five times? Yeah. do it efficiently and win you football games. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. So that's a lot of uncertainty if they go into the year with Chad Kelly. They're going to want to probably... But I mean, the Argos just won the Grey Cup. It's a rebuild year. <laughs> that's, the, that's the way it always goes in Toronto. Have an yeah. average year. Remember, I, I watched... Are, uh, we sure that, are we sure that MLSC owns them, or is it Jeff Loria? <laughs> well, that's a, funny that's because... A, that's a deep cut. I don't know I, if a lot of people are going to get that. I put my next uh, resolution for Toronto is to finally put the boat logo up at BMO Field. Well, that won't happen. Please put that up. It's beautiful. I, I like actually. I like pretty much all the Argos logos. But yeah, there's not an Argo logo I don't really like. No, like even but, even even like the the guy with the football. Yeah. That I'm kind down of look, with that. Yeah, that was good. The Flutie era. Yeah, I'm I'm totally yeah. down but, with that one. Want a hot take? <laughs> What's your hot take? Ryder logo was kind of boring. Yeah, it's kind of boring. Yeah. Straight line, sweet. It kind of fits it though. Well, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> like they could have at least thrown like a correction line in there. <laughs> I like it. Now. Toronto's going to want to get more yardage out of their running backs as well. It sounds kind of crazy to talk about because the the, the running game is really how they beat Winnipeg in the mm-hmm. Grey Cup. Well, A.J. Olette, he's a tough guy to tackle. He's a tough guy to bring down. But they were last in rushing touchdowns last year. They were second last on their average yards per carry as well. And they had the least rushing attempts in the CFL in 2022, and I know Andrew Harris and we, got and hurt. And we bitch but... about Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> but Hamilton wasn't winning football games. Yeah. But we've also exactly. been doing that for three years about them not winning the football. Now, Ottawa's resolutions have to be similar to Edmonton's. Win a home game. Yep. And then I had the second resolution is don't play Garrett Marino. 
<laughs> was that too soon? <laughs> Oof. When I see the wide eyes from Ty, I, I second guess myself. Did I cross Not, the line? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. I forgot he was there. <laughs> now, finish drives is what I have as a resolution for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Eighth in points, four in 2022. Ninth in touchdowns. Look, a big part of that was the fact that uh, Jeremiah Masoli went down so early in the season, but they, they weren't. Of, they were one and four with him. Yeah, yeah, they had one of the top uh, receivers in the league in Jalen Acklin. He got the old two and out bump. Friend of the but, show, yeah, coming on the show last last <laughs> off season. We we may never get another player again. <laughs> But now, the fact that Kahari Jones is leading their offense, Baron Miles is leading their defense, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of reason to be optimistic in Ottawa. But is Mazzoli going to be okay? Is he going to come back? Is is Arbuckle going to be the guy? He he seems to be the new Kevin Glenn in the CFL right now. You can't just go back and forth between two teams and be the new Kevin Glenn. Well, Ottawa to Edmonton, it's like really football team wise. I mean, how much similar, does the scenery but... <laughs> change? <laughs> and I mean, if Both you look, he's got a river. They got Parliament buildings. I, I mean, was going to say difference. Half of Edmonton was in Ottawa for much of the winter of 2022. Oh. So, <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm just. Sorry, Ottawa. We, we we sent our finest from Alberta. Um, but <laughs> yeah, well, I live in Saskatchewan, so I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> but there you go. Improve the offense. And, uh, hey, like, are they going to go with Arbuckle and Masoli? That's there's still some interesting things to be figured out in uh, the nation's capital. Oh, Dane needs a backup. <laughs> or Dane needs to be the backup. That's how he it's plays like, good football. It's almost like Dane has a little brother syndrome, <laughs> a little brother complex. I don't know why. <laughs> Let's make some uh, resolutions for the Montreal Alouettes. It has to be finished drives as well. Not going right? to happen. <laughs> but I'll give you. I'll give you two huge reasons why <laughs> and that goes with my next resolution for the Montreal Alouettes exactly bolt down the Gatorade coolers yeah would, would somebody please think of the Gatorade the mom Gatorade and the dad Gatorade they had a Gatorade baby and these are all the little baby Gatorade <laughs> now let's make a resolution for the league my one resolution is please proofread uh, Photoshop uh, things before releasing them. <laughs> and we should make a resolution for the CFL fan base. Embrace the horn. Okay, mine would be, for the league, would be you need to figure out the imbalance of the schedule because it's a joke. And these these three and four days in between games, can't do it. Yeah, yeah. That has to be fixed. Uh as for the fan base, if you're not actually no, it's just stay off Twitter. Just that's stop. probably good advice these days. Yeah, Ugh. <laughs> you people. 
We are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I want to give a shout out to the Three Kitchens Podcast, a part of the Alberta Podcast Network. If you're sitting here, it's a long winter. It feels like it's been here for eight weeks already, so you might as well have some fun in the kitchen. It's been nine days. (laughs) I know, officially. Uh, You might as well have some fun in the kitchen, and they do a new recipe every Tuesday. They're putting out a lot of great stuff. Some of them are, are, are... or cocktails, too. So you can have fun with the cocktails. Uh, they did a German chocolate cake. They did a black forest soda. They did a pink pierogi, hot buttered rum, pate for a parte. Check out the Three Kitchens podcast. <laughs> and the rest of the great shows at the Alberta Podcast Network.com. Ty, we were able to talk longer than I thought I would for this point of the offseason, but it always goes that way. I don't know how we way. continue to do it. It always goes that way, doesn't it? Yeah. We'll be back in a couple weeks. I'm going to try to line up a special guest for that one. I'm not going to say who because it might fall through, and then you'll just load up the show and it's us two schmucks. But I hope to see that mustache again for the next show, Ty. If I don't catch the flu again, <laughs> yeah, that, it's that one thing. Was, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to regale the. I was the gonna say it's one thing why I wanted to shave my mustache, but you can put two and two together. It's one thing for it to be a soup strainer, <laughs> but <laughs> the other way around, we'll just yeah, leave it alone. Wasn't great. Yeah, rate, review, and subscribe to ah, Two and Out. <laughs> your favorite podcatcher and you can leave a comment you can like and ring the bell on youtube as well stay warm stay safe stay healthy and we will talk to you in a couple weeks thanks for listening find more great shows like this at cf pod network on twitter 